Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Hi, I'm Latasha, and I'm here with Mitzi, our founder of Finding the More Ministries. And on today's podcast, we are going to go deeper on our topic of a fall from grace. This was our moving forward topic from earlier this month. If you've not had a chance to listen to that, you can still check that out on our YouTube channel or on Apple Podcast or Podbean. So let's jump right in. So Mitzi, uh, last month you wrote a blog on silence and really how the devil tries to silence us with fears and doubts. And I think it was funny around that same time, the Lord was speaking to me on the opposite of silence, which was (laughs) noise. (laughs) Yes. And how that noise of life sometimes can drown out the voice of God. So really today we want to share, you know, with our listeners how either of those topics, whether it's silence, whether it's noise, if we're not careful, can lead to a fall from grace. Um, And what, you know, I've found is that it's not just one small thing that really leads to a fall from grace. Right. Yeah. The fall itself is never usually the moment you fall is the little pieces that lead you up to that point. It's not just one day you decide and you're done. Yeah. I think it's those small steps day after day, you know, and you know, maybe it's a couple weeks, months, you look back and you're like, how did I get here? Right. So it's those kind of small steps that, that lead to that. And you know, the devil knows our weaknesses. Exactly. He knows where to poke, push, prod Mm -hmm. to say, you know, this is how I'm going to get you distracted in this. And for me, that's noise. Because he knows if he keeps out of noise, I'll just get busier and busier and busier. Mm-hmm. And he hopes I leave God behind. Right. You don't make the time for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you, what would you say for silence? Would you say that's the same for um, you? I think it's kind of the same. I think noise contributes to you becoming silent. Mm-hmm. Because it's all the noise around you. And it just gets to be overwhelming. So you think, I have nothing to contribute, or maybe the people you're around aren't Christians. Mm -hmm. And so they have a completely different view. So you're almost intimidated to speak up for what God's, what you know is truth from God. So rather than having to get in a debate with someone or have to share your heart, you just kind of become silent. So all the noise, all the things going on puts you in a place where you kind of sit down. That's what we want, you know, say fall from grace. We used to say you just kind of just sit down on God because sometimes that's what leads you to that point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for me, it's the noise. Mm -hmm. What gets louder seems to always get my attention. And what I've determined is it's not necessarily the louder things that's more important. It's Mm -mm. sometimes that small whisper Mm -hmm. from God, you know, and being in tune for that. You know, we talk about kind of knowing our weaknesses and, you know, 1 Peter 5a tells us to be vigilant. Be aware that your devil is a roaring lion Mm -hmm. and he's coming for you. That's right. You know, so he knows how to attack us each individually 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's why it's so hard sometimes because he knows our weak spots. He also knows when to give us space. Yep. So that we put our defenses down. Mm-hmm. See, when we start getting in the battle, you know, to, when, you know, when you're going to war, you know to carry your gun and to put on your battle armor. But sometimes when we, it's in the, as so to say, silence, when we think everything's okay, that we slowly start to inch ourselves away because we're like, okay, we're good. Yep. And we don't realize the whole time the devil's distracting us. He's waiting around the corner. Yes. Like, all right, here she comes, here she <laughs> comes, boom. Um, so why don't you share with the listeners, you know, a little bit about your blog that you had last month and, you know, silence and kind of what led you to that blog? Well, right now we're just in uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who says that they seen 2020 coming... Or that, you know, everything's great. And and I can say that God's given me peace. Mm -hmm. But there's, shockingly, like I've even stopped and sat down and thought about it. I've not been fearful. That's Mm -hmm. not been one of my challenges right now. Um, But what has been a challenge is as a new ministry, we had all these things that we wanted to do. Um, We had all these outreaches that we were working on and planning that God had put in our hearts and... We were so excited to start rolling them out, and it just seemed like we just, you know, we had to stop dead in the water because the way it was originated couldn't take place. Right. You know, the devil had just kind of squished everything and been like, ha-ha, now what are you going to do? And so in that, it, it seemed like the logical thing, and, and I, I noticed lots of other ministries doing it too, um, even just friends with their family and outreach kind of things. Everyone kind of just stopped. And I know we needed to assess where we were. But I realized after a few weeks, the Lord was saying, just because the world's screaming hysteria does not mean you get to just sit down. You know, are, are you allowing the madness around you to keep you from speaking the truth of God? You know, and you have to stop and think, does God call us to ministry or or put a burden in our heart for us just to be silent? Yeah. I think another piece is, you know, through that, um, and we've talked about this a lot, none of this is a surprise to God. Like, no. we were all shocked because I think it, it, it changed in a matter of days, you know, mm-hmm. and just to, like, none of this is a surprise for God, so... You know, maybe for the ministry, he had us plan all that out as as a dress rehearsal to say, get ready. You know, we may have to pause, but now we're going to be even more ready to hit the ground. I think it's also a point where, um, as Christians, sometimes we trust God as long as things are going according to how we feel it needed to go. You know, and that's my plan. Yeah, and that's really not trust. Yes. You know, so I think sometimes God does put things on our heart. I, I have no doubt. That he is going to bring everything that he has put in our hearts for this ministry to come together. But it's going to be in his timing. Mm -hmm. But it's also going to be a matter of us, rather than just being able to do it, that we're going to have to fully trust him every step of this way. Because now it's new territory. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just come together like we could, say, in January or February when we were first doing all of our work. You know, God's like, all right, now you can't see the end of the road 
you need to keep walking. Yeah. And I think in your blog, one of the things that stuck out to me is you talk about having that boldness and speaking up. Yes. You know, and I think that's regardless of what mm-hmm. it looks like. You know, like you said, if, if things are crazy around us, we still need to have that boldness, speak up, and don't don't be silent for what he's put on our hearts. Right. And it's funny because you brought, um, I hadn't thought about this in many, many years. Um, when I was newly saved, I, it was later in life. I wasn't raised up in church. So things were all new to me, and I got thrown into a lot of ministry things with our church. And, you know, and you had to be at every activity and every service. And, you know, I just, my whole life revolved around, you know, being at everything I could right. for God. And not to say that's a bad thing, but it can become an overwhelming thing. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this one time at one of our churches that we were a part of and leading ministry, doing outreach, and um, had donated and done a lot of things. And we got a lot of backlash. Um, long story short of it was that they didn't receive the donations they thought were right. So then they complained to the church mm-hmm. because... They wanted more expensive items donated and kind of, you know, it was just right. like, it was, it was just the devil. Yeah. It was just principalities trying to defeat us because I was new into all this. And I can remember that, um, for the first time I went to church and said, I'm just going to sit on this pew. I'll come to church right? and I'll worship God, but that's all I'm going to do. Well, if you know God, then the minute you decide I'm going to go to church and sit on this pew, you have already sat down on God. Right. You know, that's <laughs> absolutely. But in my mind, I had rationalized it out. You know, I gave, I did. They didn't like it. I got backlash. So I'm just going, you know, I didn't take my ball and go home, but I held on to my ball because I wasn't playing with no one else, right. <laughs> you know. And as I thought about that, that was a silence. Mm-hmm. Because when I went into church, I went in on guard. Yeah. Kind of waiting to see if someone had something to say. And, you know, I was ready to defend my stance on why I wasn't doing anything else in the church. And, you know, I had this whole plan just waiting for someone to ask me what was going on. It's that kind of argument that you rehearse out in your mind and you're like, God. Yes. They never say what you planned out in your mind. (laughs) It never comes together. (laughs) And I just sat on the pew, and I went. And after just a few weeks, you know, no one bothered to ask me. No one had. It didn't hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. But my worship for God had suffered. And so I had put some distance between me and the Holy Spirit just simply because of my attitude. And that's where I think, like in the Old Testament, when I was writing this about silence, I mean, and you look at all the things that happen, and then you come to the New Testament, and you see where they even try to catch Jesus in his words. And and then you see where, you know, the disciples were beaten. Mm-hmm. You know, they were persecuted. They were even put in jail. At one point, you know, stoned and dragged outside the city to be left for dead just to find out God had another plan. But they never went and said, well, I'll just go sit down and keep this to myself right. because I'm saved. I'm okay. I don't have to worry about anyone else. They didn't even ask for their persecutors to be punished. Yeah. They asked for boldness. And it just really convicted my heart that when all this was going on, I was still working. I was still around people. 
And I just thought it was better to not speak. Right. Because my opinion differed from everyone else. Because everyone else was in a, in, in a state of, you know, fear and worry. And and I, I wasn't having that at the time because I was just trusting God. But at the same time, I was allowing everyone else to keep me from sharing that peace. Right, that hope. And that love and that hope that yeah. God had put in my heart. And I thought, Lord... I'm not being stoned. I'm not being dragged in jail. And yet I'm not having the boldness that you said's mine if I'll just ask. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always love it when you're sitting down reading God's word and he like thumps you in the head. And he's like, hey, I need you to read this again. And then it shows up in your devotional Mm -hmm. and somebody sends it to you. Yeah, and then I have a dear friend like Miss Latasha here who sends me quotes that go right along with what God's telling me already, and it was like, you know, that's what I need. Yeah. I, I need to stop being silent, and I need God to give me the boldness. I need the Holy Spirit to give me boldness to shine light in the darkness. How would you encourage like listeners? How can they see those pieces coming? Whether it's sitting down on God or that silence, like what are some things they can do to? To kind of recognize that in their own life. One of the first things I always, like God's really shown me over the years, is the minute I need to justify what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. The minute I have an argument in my own head to answer the question, that means I already know in my heart something's changing. Right. I mean, we don't like to think that. We, you know, we think when we start arguing things out that that means, you know, I'm justified. Well... We should never have to be justified, you know, so that gives us that little indicator or when we feel the need to explain to God, Mm. if we need to explain to God (laughs) why we're doing the things that we're doing or why, then you know, right then, okay, I'm putting some distance between me and God, even though I may still be praying, so to say to God, or should I say telling God, not really praying, but Telling God why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and that I'm okay with it. Those are the indicators that we're making distance because mm-hmm. we're therefore living by us and what we want or by our emotions or feelings. Yeah. And, and that's really not what God has for us. He has so much more and so much love and compassion towards us that we're not surrendering it to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the minute we start justifying and stop surrendering, yeah, that's when the steps are moving. And I think that's good, you know, for listeners to know, you know, as they kind of take a look at their life and, you know, how do I apply this? Like, how do I prevent from taking those baby steps that unfortunately can lead to that fall from grace? Right. You know, um, you know my dad always said that self-experience is the best teacher. You know, Amen. Like, You know, if you learn something the hard way, you'll never forget that lesson. So I think if we can share that with our listeners as we walk through this kind of moving forward, I think that's going to be very helpful. Absolutely. And I think for me, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's the opposite of silence. Mm -hmm. It's noise, you know. And I think um, a friend of mine really encouraged me, I don't know, a couple years ago, um, look up definitions. Never assume that you know what things are. Absolutely. So, you know, a simple word like noise, well, we know what that is. You know, so 
um, a couple months ago when I was walking through this, and I was like, okay, Lord, there, there's a lot of noise. This word is everywhere, to your point. It's in Bible verses. People are sending it to me. I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary, and two things really stood out to me. So one was a disturbance, mm-hmm. um, and then the second one is irrelevant, meaningless data occurring at the same time as desired information. Mm-hmm. For me, that's the definition of 2020. Right. You know what I mean? Like a huge disturbance, a mm-hmm. um, lot of meaningless information in the midst of important information. Um, and really, you know, what I want to share with listeners today is not what that noise was, you know, because mm-hmm. we could go down many rabbit holes of the different noise. But really, I think similar to you, how can we help readers acknowledge that noise and what are the steps that they need to take? Right. Um, I think, you know, when you realize I'm not quite hearing from God, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, why is that? You know, and that was kind of my first question is I'm not hearing from him. He's there, but I got to really dig for it. And I think it's, things are louder. There's other noise that's kind of drowning that out. And that, that's the devil, like trying to get you looking other ways mm-hmm. versus focusing on, you know, God. And I think for me, you know, my word of the year is, is pace, <laughs> you know, and, and I have to chuckle because, and it's the same every year because I'm like, all right, Lord, this is the word. Mm-hmm. This is the path we're going to go on. And halfway through the year, he's like, no, you're not at all what this word mm-hmm. thought it to be. Um, your definition of your word for the year is never quite the same as what God's never, plan is. never is the same. And, you know, I think eight months into this year and I'm, I'm there with pace, you know, I assumed He's just going to make my life easy. We're going to move at a slower pace. That was not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found is I have to make that decision. I have to set the pace, you know, mm-hmm. of that by putting aside kind of all of that noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and the devil will throw distractions my way of that irrelevant information just because he knows that's how he's going to get me off of that path from God and you know, recently I was feeling that the noise was kind of very, very loud, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew that God felt far away from me, but what I found is he's never far away. Nice. It's we, we've moved. Right. He never moves. Um, and really what I decided, you know, as I headed on vacation is I was going to turn off all noise, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's hard to do this day and time to say no social media, no emails, especially for me with work, because it's kind of a, a 24-7. Right. But I made that decision because I knew I needed to hear from God. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I didn't, I was just going to, I was going to keep moving further and further. You know, I texted my friends and family and said, if you need me, text my son or my daughter. Right. <laughs> that, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'll still be accessible, but it's not going to be a constant noise that I'm holding in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was amazed at, at what kind of really happened and how quickly he showed up, mm-hmm. you know. And it's in the small and big things. You know, I think of as we were driving to Tennessee on vacation and, you know, I didn't have my phone to look at, so I'm looking out the window. Right. And I saw lightning bugs. How long? Like, I, And I sat there and I wondered, like, I don't even remember the last time I saw a lightning bug. And it's not because mm-hmm. they're not there. I was just too busy from the noise right? to see God's creations. Um, so I think that was 
really important for me and kind of re helped me focus. And there's a verse that I love, Jeremiah 29, 13. Mm-hmm. And you will seek me and find me when you search me with all of your heart. And for me, that was kind of my, my pace verse. Mm-hmm. You know, when I pace myself, right, I will find him when I search for him with my whole heart, not halfway intentions. Well, I think part of that, too, is, you know, people may think it's kind of silly, but I pray, Lord, I don't know how to search you with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't I don't really, I, I know the words, but I don't even know that I know how to do that. Right. So, Lord, I'm going to need you to teach me how to truly seek you with all of my heart. And I think that's where some of the things come in is that we read them. We know the verses, we quote them, yep. but are we truly asking the Lord, Lord, teach me. Right. Show me what that means. Yeah. Help me see how to do that because within myself, I can't no. because there's too many distractions. Yes. Right. There's always a ding or a buzz, yes. you know, on Always on something. Phone. You know, yeah. and I think what I want to share with listeners is, you know, from my self-experience is kind of there's, there's two key points. One, you have to know your weaknesses. You know, and you have to know, okay, this is where the devil is going to attack me so I can stand guard for when he's waiting around that corner. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you know, ask God to help you. Like, Lord, show me what those weaknesses are, where the devil can attack me so I can be on guard and, and pray for your strength and, you know, in that process. And then I think the second part is you have to make a deliberate decision. Mm-hmm. So to your point, you had to make a decision. Okay, I'm not just going to sit down in church anymore. I have to make the decision to stand. Or mm-hmm. for me, making that deliberate decision of I'm turning off all noise mm-hmm. until I can refocus the pace of my life. You know, and then, you know, those things have to come back in, you know, under moderation at, at times. And I think for me, that's what I want to share with listeners. Um, is there a time in your life when you felt really, really close to God and you could just like hear him as if I'm sitting right here beside you today? Mm-hmm. I think when you're in your word, which I know everybody's like, ah, she's back to reading the Bible <laughs> again. But daily, that's how God speaks to your mm-hmm. heart. And that doesn't mean always you'll know it right in that moment. But there's times that I'm in my word first thing in the morning and I'm, you know, I read and I ask the Lord to meet with me and talk to me. And at that moment, I may get done and it seems like nothing special. But later that afternoon, something will happen and he'll bring back our conversations, what I like to call it, from that morning. And it changes things. You know, you, you see it. It's... Um, that pray without ceasing, it doesn't mean I'm on my knees before the Lord all day, but it means that rather than me pick up the phone and call my friend or text my friend, that I stop and I talk to God first. And then I text my friend and Mm -hmm. say, hey, I need your help praying with this too. And that's another thing is surrounding yourself with people to help influence you. Um, You need to find someone who is a little further along in their walk than you are because they're going to be able to help you not fall in the same holes they Mm -hmm. did. It doesn't hurt to have someone right there with you on the journey to grow at the same rate. And then someone that's 
maybe just started that you can help and y'all can start together to pull along because that becomes um, a family. It it becomes someone, you need someone that'll call you out. Absolutely. Drag you along. Right. So, (laughs) Latasha, what is that for you? So for me, you know, I think when I think one of the closest times I felt, you know, is when I did a study on Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. Because that was my thump in the head. Hello, Miss Martha, me, busy. Um, but the reason I felt so close is because I was in that word. Mm-hmm. You know, digging in with God and he was speaking to me. And I think, you know, what I call on is he's always there. Yes. You know, if, if we have to stop, I want to remind myself to stop and spend time at his feet and not busy in the kitchen, you know, like Martha, mm-hmm. you know, and I think having those people along the way to, to encourage you that will say, mm, I think you're just given a halfway effort. You can do a little bit more mm-hmm. because those are the people that God uses to stretch you and grow you. Um, and I, I think that's important. And, you know, as you said, like people that you can call up on, Hey, I need prayer. Right. And I need it now. And you know they're going to stop that minute. I need it right now in this moment. Um, And I think you brought up a good point about, you know, praying before you go to your phone. And I I saw a a meme one time that says, go to the throne before you go to the phone. (laughs) Absolutely. And that stuck out of, like, how quickly do we want to pick up and text. But we really need to turn to him first Mm -hmm. to help us in those moments. And I think for me... You know, keeping those moments in time when, oh, I felt so close to God in this moment. You know, mm-hmm. and when this noise started to creep in, I kept saying, I know there's more. Mm-hmm. I know there's a closer. And, Lord, I want you to do that again. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my prayer. Do it again. Do it again like you did with Mary and Martha. But right. in that, I had to make my part and be deliberate mm-hmm. to say, here I am. You have to make yourself available. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's what we have to cling to is those times of remembrance of when he was faithful. Mm -hmm. And he's always there waiting for us. And I think, you know, another verse as we close out, um, James Mm 4.8. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. And he will draw near to you. No ifs, ands, ors, or buts. Simple. You turn to him and draw to him and he will always be there. You know, and I think that's what we want to encourage, you know, our family here at the Finding the More to do is, is to draw Absolutely. to God. You know, as you're dealing with the silence, if you're dealing with the noise, you know, you know, if you have kind of fallen from grace, that all you have to do is turn to him and he will still be there. That's right. He's waiting on you. Absolutely waiting on you. So uh, we would love to hear from you here at the Finding the More family. Uh, the easiest way to find us is on our website at www.findingthemore.org and you can link to all of our social platforms from that website and if you're interested in reading Mitzi's blog titled Silence you can also find that on our webpage under the blog section and Mitzi do you want to close us out in prayer before we wrap up? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father we just thank you Lord Jesus. I want to thank you for this time just to For us to be able to share our hearts, I pray, God, that you would just continue to encourage and strengthen, that you would continue to guide us on this path. And, Lord, continue to put a desire in our heart to search for you, to draw close to you. 
regardless of the noise around us or how it may make us want to be silent. Give us the boldness to share your love and your hope and your encouragement with all that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, and from our family to yours, God bless. The Finding a More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.